Thanks for tuning in to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. It would mean the world to us if you could help us spread the gospel message of Jesus by subscribing to, sharing, and leaving a review on this podcast. We are believing to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. Thanks and enjoy this week's message. I'm going to be bringing you guys uh, a story um, from 2 Chronicles 20. And it's the story of Jehoshaphat, the uh, King Jehoshaphat in the battle. And so if you guys want to go to um, 2 Chronicles 20, and I'm going to be reading from there. Um, and it's going to read like this. And it says, after this, the Mominites and Ammonites with with some of the Minyanites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in uh, Tamar, which is in Gedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. Before I go into my sermon, let's just go ahead and bow, bow our heads right now and let's, let's pray. Father, I come before you. I thank you, God, that your spirit is in this place, God, that you are ready to move, God, that you're ready to touch, God. I ask that, God, that it not be my words, God, but your words that you speak, that you heal, that you set free the captives, God, that you deliver and that you save people in this place. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone has shouted. Amen, amen. And those of you guys that are here or watching online, I want to welcome you guys. And tonight we have an impartation uh, service with our good friend David Diga Hernandez. So if you guys want to, it's welcome to anyone. If you guys want to come, go ahead and come out tonight at 6 p.m. We want to see you guys. Bring a friend, invite as many people as you can. And also Wednesday nights we have our midweek services. Bring your youth, your young adults, your high schools, your middle schools. And we want to see God touch our young generation amen 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 so we see in this in this story Jehoshaphat is he's in his kingdom and he's in his palace he's doing what he does and all of a sudden these two these couple guys that come to Jehoshaphat and they're probably scared for the lies to tell him like hey you tell him no you tell him all right let's let's tell him together um hey there's a big army come against you there's a big army coming towards you and we read here that it says that Jehoshaphat was alarmed. He was surprised by what happened. He was surprised that all of a sudden he's just doing life and all of a sudden a great enemy is starting to come against him. All of a sudden a, a thing, a, a force is coming against him. But what I want to pinpoint to you guys right now and I'm going to bring to you guys a message. It's a simple message. It's, we heard many messages this weekend about fighting back and about freedom. I believe God has delivered many people and even if you're here today you got delivered. I would encourage you guys to buy the fight back book so that you can move from deliverance to dominion so that you can fight back and release the forces of darkness but today I just want to speak a simple message from this story about you know what to do when you face your battles what do you do when you come before your battles and so he Jehoshaphat was alarmed he was surprised. Have you, any of you guys been surprised with certain things that come into your life? You know what I mean? Now, the enemy brings something to your doorstep with Amazon Prime that you, you didn't order. It was probably your wife. Um, but 
the enemy comes to your doorstep and begins to bring something that you did not buy, that you did not know. You were surprised by this package. You were surprised by this force that's coming against you. But what I want to pinpoint to you guys right now is we read here, he says, King Jehoshaphat was alarmed, but Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. Resolved, what it means is to make up one mind or to come to a solution, to come to a decision. King Jehoshaphat, when faced with an opposition, his first thing that he did, he resolved in his mind, I'm going to God. My first point I want to bring to you is God doesn't want to be your plan B. God doesn't want to be your, uh, your backup plan. God doesn't want to be the person that after everyone you end up coming to him. Even if that's what you do, God will still accept it. God will still take you in. But God, when you're facing opposition, when you're facing trials and tribulation, God says, I want to be your safe haven that you run to. I want to be the Father's arms that you run and wraps you in Jesus' mighty name. And so we see... Amen church. And so we see Jehoshaphat, he resolved in his mind that I am going to go to God. And it says, it, it reads further on, it reads further on that he says, he, he begins to say what God has done. And he comes to a point where he's talking to God and King Jehoshaphat says, we do not know what to do, but we will keep our eyes on you. So when you come to a point where you do not know what you, your battles come before you, trial has come before you, we're all here coming and life has happened to us. Certain situations happen, happen to us. Maybe marriage, issue in the finances, in the business, maybe no, a sickness, maybe different type of uh, issues, maybe uh, no things going on in your marriage, in your family, divorce, broken up relationship, whatever vast army. See that vast army could be anything that's coming against you something that surprised you something that you're dealing with whether it's something that is you did knowingly or unknowingly and it's coming towards you when that happened he resolved in his mind he said God I'm not going to run to anyone else except to you God I don't want you to be a plan A I want you to be I don't want you to be a plan B I want you to be a plan A I want you to be the arms that I run to not to the opinions of others not to the social media in the mighty name of Jesus Christ because a lot of us know we have issues we have you no know, vast armies that we're that we're facing and a lot of us what we do is we take our issues and we go to Facebook but what God is saying is when you face when you face a vast army I don't want you to go to Facebook I want you to get your face into the book I want you to go to prayer I want you to go to fasting I want to see you on morning prayer I want to see you on night prayer I want you to see you to bow down your face and go to Jesus God doesn't want to be your plan B. If you make your relationship with God occasional, your problems will be permanent. But if you make your love for God, if you make your relationship with God permanent, your problems will be occasional. When you come to God for everything, just be like a little kid. No, I live with my brother Martin and my sister-in-law Sylvia. And every time their little baby, uh, Annika, cries, what she does is she runs straight to the fire. Doesn't matter how much she messes up. Doesn't matter if she spilled something, broke the vase that she just got, broke a glass. She knows in her heart, I don't run anywhere else except to my dad. 
I don't run anywhere else. I don't try to hide in a closet. No, because I know maybe I messed up. Maybe I did something. Maybe what, what is against me is bad. But I know safety is not in the world. Safety is in the Father's arm. When God takes you in, he protects you. When Jesus possesses you, just like the pastor Vlad was uh, preaching, when you have the possession of the Holy Spirit, that's what protects you from the enemy. That's what protects you against the vast army, the, the issues, the tribulations, the wind and the waves that come against you in Jesus' mighty name. Consult God before you consult people. See, I, just, I can just imagine because... No, you read on, you read on into the Bible and what happens is King Jehoshaphat, he's, he says alarm, he's surprised. What is going on? What is this package doing in the front of my doorstep? I, I did not order this. I did not buy this. Know what I mean? This is not what I want. But he made a resolve in his mind. He came, he purposed in his heart, God, I will worship you. God, I come. And a lot of us, we need to come to the place where when we go into issues in life, when anything we're struggling with God, we, we run to everything else. We run to drugs. We run to sleeping around. We run through, uh, you know, to alcohol, to gambling. We run to video games. We run to, you no know, too, too much TV, too much social media clicking. And God is saying, get off that and run to my presence. Run to my feet. Bow your head before me in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because I wonder, I wonder... Because what happens is King Jehoshaphat, no, he worships God and God says, no, you worship me and in this battle you not have to fight. I will win this battle for you. They end up, no, long story short, they end up winning the battle through worship. But I can just imagine what would happen if King Jehoshaphat never went to God first. What if he just went to his generals? All right. Guys probably gonna lose <laughs> but what are we what are we gonna do what are we, well, let's just let's maybe grab some of our friends let's get some people together maybe that we'll just try to go on it maybe we will try to you know fight this battle and I want to let you know there's some battles that you fight but but here it says this battle you're only gonna have to face some battles you face and some battles you're going to fight. I don't know which battle you're in right now. But I want to let you know when you come before God. When Joseph, King Jehoshaphat, he came before God. I just imagine what would happen if King Jehoshaphat didn't go to God. He went to other people and he went to a battle he was not supposed to fight. He would have lost. Because that battle was not for Jehoshaphat to fight. That battle was, was not in his hands. It was in God's hand. The Bible says this battle is not your battle. It's my battle. But I want you to prepare yourself. What you do to prepare yourself for a battle is you go to his presence. The way you prepare for tribulation is spending time with him. The way you confront worries and worship. I just imagine what would happen if he would go and he would fight a fight that he was not so supposed to fight. Church, if you ignore the spiritual warfare, you will end up fighting a physical warfare. You will begin to, if you ignore the spiritual world, if you don't consult God, if you don't come before God and bow your knee before God and say, God, what am I supposed to do? You will end up fighting a fight that you're not supposed to fight. And when you end up a fight that you're not supposed to fight, you will lose that. 
that battle. Against maybe your marriage, the same battle that God says I have in my hands, if you fight it on your own, you will lose. But when you take your strength, you take your weakness, put it in the hands of God, God says I will win the battle. I will go before you. I did in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God is going to fight your battle. God wants you to prepare yourself in prayer. Begin to work, work yourself, yourself up in worship. Feed your spirit by fasting. If we begin to end, if we don't fight, if we don't, no, go fight the spiritual warfare. If we don't fight the fight we're supposed to fight, we will end up fighting wars with our friends. With the people that are supposed to be with you. You begin to, all of a sudden, offense. All of a sudden, no, envy. All of a sudden, jealousy. All of a sudden, the same people you're working with are the same people you despise. You say, God, what is going on? Because the battle you're supposed to be fighting on your knees, you're fighting against other people. Don't fight the wrong battle. God will always, always have you go before the battle. Some you will fight. Some God is only going to have you face them. But in everything, do it in prayer. The Bible says don't be anxious for, every, for anything. But in everything, be in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Prayer changes everything. Prayer changes your stance with God. Prayer begins to, when you begin to go to, in prayer, it's no longer you're at the head of the battle. God steps in and says, I will fight your battle. That same thing that came to destroy you, that will not only not destroy you, but will make you stronger. You will come out the head and not the tail. You will come out first and not last in the mighty name of Jesus. Anywhere your footsteps, God will give it to you. Come on, get some, some pray God wants to prepare you for battle don't ignore the spiritual war before everything before come before God and say God ready me for war God prepare my spirit because if you go into a battle that you're not prepared for God can either prepare you for the battle or God can repair you after the battle I said, if you don't come before God in the fight of your marriage, God can either prepare you for your marriage or after counseling, God says, now I have to prepare you. Go before God. So God says, I equip you with the armor of God, with the head, uh, with the shield, with the sword of the word. And you're going to go into the battle and you will come out head first. You're not going to have to come out and have to take your kids out of rehab. You won't have to go to marriage counseling because you prepared yourself. God can either prepare you for battle or repair you after battle. I don't know about you, but I want God to prepare me. I don't know about you, but I want God to equip me. Then I walk in, I walk in like a roaring lion. When I walk in, I know that I got my daddy behind me. When I walk into the room, I know who's on my side. Because greater that is in me, that is against the world. And Jesus, we worship you.
greater is in you that is in the world. He will go before you. He orders your steps. Don't let God be your plan B. Don't. Just like Pastor Vlad, I love the, the sermon, Pastor Vlad. I felt like it was my first time in church yesterday. I was like, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> when you have a relationship with God, when God is your plan A, when, no, like, like Pastor Vlad was saying, yeah, I have a, a relationship with Jesus. Where's the evidence? Where, there should be a substance. When you walk into the room, you have a, you have a certain gut that you walk in with saying, God, I'm going to win this battle. Saying, Satan, you picked the wrong fight. You shouldn't have touched my marriage. You should not have touched my kids. Because you will be destroyed. Satan, you are a defeated foe. And you will go back to where you came from. That is the pits of hell in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. When you have a relationship with Jesus, he's your plan A. He's the first in your life. You run to him. You make a resolve in your mind. God, no matter what I go through, I am coming to you. God, I just, you just have to make a, sh a mental shift in your, in your heart, in your mind. That God, there's no other option than you. But like, like Pastor Vlad said, when you, you know you receive deliverance or something, you have many options. If God doesn't work out, you got plan A, plan, you got plan B, plan C and all that. There can't be no plan B, plan C. God is the only plan. God is the way. God is the truth and God is the life. God, I set my life on you. I set my life on your word. Your word is a standard for my life and you are my only option. And people say, yeah, no, well, I'm going through life, but no, Jesus is at the center of my life. Jesus, no, is my plan A. But, but you see, like Pastor Russ said, I don't see you on night prayer. I don't see your morning prayer. Where's your Bible reading? You're 95 days behind on your. <laughs> Can we be humble a little bit and transparent? You come, you're a CEO Christian. Christmas, Easter only. But no, but like those NFL, uh, NFL players after they win a championship. No, F this, F that, and thank Jesus. You know what I mean? That, that is like, that, that's not, you don't have a relationship like that. That's, that's not a relationship with Jesus. You know what I mean? There has to be an evidence of the Holy Spirit. There has to be an evidence of a relationship with Jesus. When a vast army comes before you, you know, when I, when I squeeze a lemon, what comes out? A lemon juice. When I squeeze an orange, what comes out? An orange juice. When vast army comes and squeezes Christians, when bad marriage comes and squeezes Christian, when trials and tribulations comes and squeezes Christian, what should come out is faith, not fear. But a lot of us, we come, trials come before us, and we run to drugs. We run to other substances. But when life comes at us, we say when life squeezes us, when a surprise comes at us, what should come out is faith. What should come out is the evidence of, the, of a relationship with Christ. You can't have faith if you don't have a relationship with Christ. Because it's a word of God in you that comes out of your mouth. Run to Jesus. Some of us, you have Jesus, but he's a, in the deepest 
darkest part of your soul. Now you have Jesus but he, he's not your engine. He's a spare tire in your trunk that you only take out when you need him. But God says, I don't want to be a spare tire when you go into, a, when you run into a ditch. I want to be the engine that takes you to your destiny. I want to be the engine that takes you to your deliverance. And for your deliverance to dominion, won't take from your sickness to healing. Take your marriage from being broken to being whole. Take your family from being broken to being whole. If you believe it, give God some praise in this life. God wants to be the engine of your life. God wants to be the thing, the living water that you run to. Say, God, if I don't have you, I don't have anything. I could have anything, but if I don't have God, I have nothing. But I have, if I have nothing and I have God, I have everything. Praise God. It's okay to be scared sometimes. It's okay to be alarmed, to be surprised. But don't let the situation, don't let the vast army, don't let the, the marriage, the issue in the marriage, the issue in the business, or maybe being laid off, or maybe this quarantine, you lost a loved one, or maybe depression. Whatever enemy is coming before you, don't let it make you shy away from God. Make it run to Jesus. That you will run to Jesus. Because I, I guarantee you, Satan will try to come at you. But Satan eventually will stop, uh, start, stop trying to beat you up. Because if he knows that if I touch Bryson, if I touch his marriage, he's not going to run away from me. He's going to run closer to me. And he's going to be scared to give you an issue. Because he knows when I touch him, when I touch Zach, he runs closer to Jesus. When I touch his marriage, he runs to my presence. When I I touch his family he wants to prayer he runs to fasting he runs to intimacy with me devil will be scared to touch your marriage because he knows you're not shying away from battle no 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 when you get on your knees church when you get on your knees it's not shying away from battle it's saying God this is how I fight my battles and God if I bow my knee before you those that humble themselves those who are called by my name who humble themselves before me I will forgive them for their sins and I will heal the land Humbling before God is not weakness. It's not weakness. The devil, the enemy will start to think, oh, he's coming down. He's defeated. It's not that case. When you go down into his presence, God's saying, I'm preparing you for battle. I'm putting on the chest plate. I'm putting on the helmet. I'm putting on the shield. I'm putting on the sword so that when you go into battle, you come out victorious. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you, God, that the victory is in you. God, we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. God, today we change our stance all over this room. Just raise your hands. God, we change our stance before you. Before our issues, God, that we are not victims. We are victors. God, that we are not defeated. God, we are righteous. We are victors fighting defeat. God, we are righteous. God, fighting unrighteousness. God, we are pure people fighting impurity. God, 
change our mindset, make us, God, more like you. In Jesus' name. Remember what God's done. comes to a point where he goes into his presence and when you're in his presence in the midst of, of uncertainty coming your way and everyone is some way or another dealing with some certain vast army with some certain situation with some certain uh, tribulation that has come with you whether whatever area it is when he got down on his knees I love what he said right here He said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over, over all the kingdoms of the nation. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people in Israel and give it forever for the descendants of your friend? They lived in here lived in it and have built in the sanctuary for your name saying if calamity comes upon us whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine we will stand in your presence before this temple he comes before God and he begins to remember what God's done he said God aren't you the one that did it back then church I believe the miracles from yesterday give you the faith for today the miracles from yesterday the miracles from the previous battle gives you faith for today's battle the the victories from yesterday the the things that God did from yesterday from this weekend can give you faith for today God will always be bigger than your battles or your problems God will always be bigger than the vast army that comes against you because I'm going to give you a little shortcut when they came before the army the army was defeated even though they were outnumbered even though that they were outmanned and outgunned God still won the battle when you begin to remember aren't you the God I think some of us here should come before God and, and begin to remember what God has done before. Say, God, aren't you the God that saved me from drugs? You can do it for my brother. God, aren't you the God that saved my family? You can do it for my relationship. God, aren't you the one that did it for them? Can't you do it for me? God, aren't you the one that took me out of the, the slavery? God, you can do it in front of my Red Sea. God, aren't you the one that, that helped the other people as I stand before this fiery furnace you will do it again God aren't you the one God aren't you the one when you begin to remember what God's done it builds faith in you for today when you begin to come the reason you can come and overcome battles is because you know in your spirit 
who God is. You remember what God's done and it gives you and it prepares you for the battle that's to come. You remember what God's done in your family and it prepares you for the battle that's to come and maybe future relationships or different certain, uh, certain situations in your life. It builds you. And you have the, the rest, you have the peace inside your heart because you know the same God that did it before can do it again. The same God that did it then can do it again. The same God that did it in the person's life can do it now. And, and you have the peace inside your heart. You have the, the confirmation. You have the, the, the rest inside your heart that God can do it again. God can do it in my life. In Jesus' mighty name, it says in, in Psalms 62, 5 through 8, Yes, my soul find rest in God my hope comes from him truly he is my rock and my salvation he is my fortress I will not be shaken come on somebody this should stir up some faith in you my salvation and my honor depend on God he is my right mighty rock my refuge trust in him at all times you people pour out your hearts to him for God is our refuge when you walk into a battle God should be in the center of your life. God should be able to give you peace in your heart. You should come in with a knowing that God before me is greater. The, 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 the person the person before me, God, the God in me is greater than the person that is against me. The reason Jesus was able to sleep in a, in a boat in the storm is because he didn't have the fear within his heart. He didn't have the uncertainty in his heart. He knew that God is able to come through. Jesus was able to sleep in the storm. He is able to come before the storm and rebuke it and win a battle because, look, defeat is not when you're in the storm. Defeat is when the storm is in you. You are only able to fight a battle when you know when that battle is not within your heart. When the only thing that's within your heart is Holy Spirit. The only thing within your heart is the Word of God. That my, my, my family will serve the Lord. That I will see the, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That this fight, that God orders my steps. That when I go through the waters, it will not drown me. When I go through the rivers, it will not sweep over me. When I go through the fire, you will not burn me. You come in with that knowing, God, give the rest in my soul. Don't let your thinking, don't let what's in front of you take down the level you're thinking because Jehoshaphat could have easily came and saw the situation in front of him and begin to let defeat overtake his heart but when he went to his presence when he remembered God you did it before it gives an uncertainty it gives a certainty to step back onto your feet and head towards battle it gives a certainty that I can I can sleep I could be in this battle I can defeat this battle because it doesn't worry me I can defeat this battle because Holy Spirit is in me in Jesus name don't let the issue bring down the level of your thing the bible says so a man thinks so is he don't let devil defeat is not when your life is bad defeat happens when the level of your thinking comes down to the level of your situation think on these things think on the goodness of the lord in the land of the living think on what he's done think of the miracles the signs and the wonders because the, the the healing the the miracles didn't end with the apostles god is still on the move today and he could touch you he can deliver you from every demon he can bring freedom into your life 
we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not defend, uh, not abandoned struck down but not destroyed second corinthians when god when the devil comes before you he can try to do what he wants but like a righteous man you fall and you get back up seven times and you fight back you begin to go against them because you have the armor of god in jesus name point three worship is your weapon worship is your weapon come on somebody what I love what I loved about King Jehoshaphat is when he came before him before the battle it says right here that he Jehoshaphat sent men appointed men to go out in front of the battle which is a little weird because if you come against an army and the front forces are holding uh trumpets and clarinets and a guitar you it's a little weird know what I mean you're like why is a praise band why is a praise band why am I fighting against a praise band no I mean the worship team no we're on a war battle why am I fighting against you know what I mean it's like going against a battle and you got a worship leader coming so something it confuses the enemy you come before and and you the enemy is shocked the enemy is confused on what is going on but men were appointed to go ahead of the battle and to worship before anything happens in your life you have to be in worship you have to spend time in his presence see what the the man that had a legion of demons the bible says that he was chained down that he was in tomb for years and he was cutting himself he was cutting himself and and constant demon possession and constant things were happening in his life just complete torment it seemed like demons had whole control of his life but he had enough control to run over to jesus and the bible said that he got onto his knees and it said lord jesus See, the enemy can have every part of your life, but if the enemy can't take your mouth, let your mouth praise God. Let your mouth begin to worship. Let the very thing that the enemy didn't take begin to worship God. Let the marriage that isn't affected, let that marriage praise God. Let the very thing that devil did not touch, let that praise Jesus. Because we see it was, it's almost 99% of him, of his life was possessed. But that 1%, let that 1% praise the Lord. Let that 1% praise Jesus. Let that 1% begin to worship. Because worship is your weapon. Praise is your weapon. When you begin to praise God, when you begin to praise Jesus in the front of your battle, the Bible says it confused the enemy. Because not only they lost the battle, but the enemy began to fight each other. I tell you today, your worship worries the devil. Your praise paralyzes the devil. Your praise paralyzes paralyzes demons come on church worship confuses the enemy because the enemy gets confused when when you're looking when you're looking at the doctor's report and you can still say God be the glory when you get that phone call that says you didn't get the good you didn't get the job you can still, still get before his presence and begin to worship him when you get that bad news 
Faith is not when you win the battle, church. Faith is sending worshipers in front of the battle before it's even won. And God is appointing you. God is appointing you to run before your battle and begin to worship. Because God says, when you worship me, I will step in. I will win that battle. God is appointing you. God is appointing you. God is appointing you. God is appointing everyone from the back to the front. That go before the battle and worship me. Because when you worship me, I step in. And when I step in, victory begins to happen. Victory begins to happen. God will use your worship. God will use, if you have, don't have much, take what you have and use that, use that to worship God and God will use that worship to hit the enemy. Just like David and Goliath, you know, he came before the Goliath and all he had was that, that's that one rock in the slingshot. It didn't seem like much. It didn't seem like much in, in the eyes of the enemy. But when you take your little bit that you have and you put it in the arms of God, that little that you don't have, that testimony, that the little testimony that you have, you put it in the slingshot and you come before the enemy and you sling that rock towards the enemy. You sling praise towards the enemy. You sling worship to the enemy. And the Bible says that Goliath fell. When you come before God, take the little bit that you have. Take the worship you have. Worship, praise is your weapon. When you become, come before the enemy and you begin to praise, the enemy is confused. He says, no, 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 no. Something is going wrong. His marriage is not going good. Why is he, why is he still coming to prayer? Something is wrong. His, his family is, is being broken right now. His business is being shut down. Why is he still praising God? And it begins to paralyze the enemy. You When you begin to have a radical faith, when you begin to have a scary peace with in you when you begin to come before the enemy and say God is my redeemer I'm telling you when you begin to worship the enemy when you come before his presence and you come and God is your plan a and you and you come and you remember what God's done God will begin to build a faith in you that when you come and you face your battles, you fight your battles, you come out victorious. It's going to give you such a faith that it, it might even make you look funny. It might even make you look ridiculous. What kind of faith, what kind of guy is that when the family is being torn apart that he can still praise God, that he can still spend time in my presence. It's the kind of man that knows the God that he serves, that my God is able, that my God is able, that my God is able. Church, I don't think you heard me. The God that you serve is able. The God that you serve is able. It's the kind of faith that makes people look into the fiery furnace and say, hold up. I thought there were only three people in the furnace. That kind of faith. The kind of faith that doesn't make you avoid the fiery furnace. But the kind of faith that you can go into the fiery furnace, stay in the fiery furnace, not die in the fiery furnace, and come out not smelling like it. That's faith. When you can go into battle and come out victorious. God wants you to have scary type of faith. The scary that, that scares the enemy. The, the type of faith that scares the enemy that he does not know what to do. He destroys himself in Jesus' name. God 
whatever you're facing right now God is with you whatever battle you're facing God is with you in the battle it may not seem like right now things are going good it may seem like right now that you you got the word of God the season is changing that God is doing something but you don't see it right now don't lose faith in Genesis when when God created day he said he created a new day he created night and then he created day which is weird because if it's a new day you usually start with light no but what happens when but God knew when you when you in 11 30 you're 11 30 p.m things are looking dark but the moment you turn you step into 12 it turns to a.m but the same light that was in 11 30 p.m is in the same the same light in 12 a.m and it looks the same it look everything looks the same even 10 o'clock and 2 a.m looks the same but it's the knowing that I stepped into a new Satan into a new season I stepped into a new day it turned from p.m to a.m and I have faith that in a couple hours things are gonna get light right now it doesn't look like it but I know light is coming I know victory is coming right now it seems like 2 a.m. seems the same as 11.30 p.m. But I want to let you know when you step into a new day, it turns days. It turns seasons. Things are beginning to happen. You're going from deliverance to dominion. You're going from sickness to healing. And wait, wait a little longer because the light is coming. A new day has started. God is going to begin to bring victory in Jesus' mighty name. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed this week's message. If you like what you've heard, you can find more of this great content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and even Pinterest. In other words, we would love to connect with you for the latest and greatest info on all conferences and internships. Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.